Hey, it's Caitlin. Hey, it's Abigail. Welcome Welcome to to The Gutsy Gutsy Truth. We believe that change is easier when you are not alone. Through practical advice, personal stories, and expert insights, we offer strategies, empowerment, and a supportive community for you to turn to for guidance and motivation on your journey to living your best life. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. We are so excited to have you here with us this week and introduce you to this week's guest, Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson served a majority of his time in the Army as a Green Beret in the 3rd Special Forces Group, and now he serves as a director of a national nonprofit and has his own business called Cleaner, which creates clean stuff for men. And so we are so excited to have Chris with us to tell us his story and learn about the amazing products that he makes. So welcome to The Gussie Truth. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Yeah, we're yeah. just thrilled to have you here and so excited to, to hear more about your story and then, of course, promote some really amazing products that you have. So we're going to go ahead and, you know, kick things off. So, Chris, tell us who you are. What's your story? Man, there, there's so much to say to that. Um, I guess I will try and give the, the shortest version of that. Um, like you said, I, I spent most of my time on active duty in third special forces group. Um, I was a green beret there. Um, I, yeah, I mean, really since I graduated high school, you know, I, I joined the army. Um, I wasn't always a green beret. You know, I was a mechanic first in the army, reclassed infantry. And then, you know, on active duty, went through special force qualification course and spent most of my time, um, on a team there. And, then when I got out, I did contracting work for a couple years, supporting another special operations unit, still deploying. I did a uh, total of seven deployments. Um, and then right before my last deployment, my son was born. I was actually supposed to be deployed at the time. I was able to stay back for the birth and then, you know, was right afterwards back overseas. And, um, and, and that's when I knew that it was time to find something where I could be at home a little bit more and just being a a dad is something super important to me and so I I mean really changed up you know my entire life my family's entire life and we moved back to Texas and um yeah and there's a whole lot to all of that and even going forward from there but since then I've spent a majority of my time um in the veterans nonprofit space and other entrepreneurial efforts and that's kind of what where I'm at today you know still doing those same things still involved in the veteran nonprofit space and then uh, running my own business yeah well first off I want to say thank you for your service yes thank you um that you know I'm sure it's been a sacrifice so thank you for that and we are just so curious about how you went from serving our country to now you own a company that makes soaps and deodorants and all these clean products for men so what how did you get from there to where you are today yeah so there's a lot to that um i think one aspect of it is that just the creating and building something is you know like who i am as a person Mm -hmm. i think the other I, i would say a part of my purpose as well um i would say another aspect of my purpose is to have a positive impact on others and so really that's like just the core of who I am and 
what I like, what makes me happy. Like when I'm doing those things, then I'm, I'm in a really good space. And so uh, you wouldn't think that those two things would be a thing in, in the military, mm-hmm. but actually, you know, as a Green Beret, you know, it's a, it's a very unconventional type of form of the military. And in a way things are kind of entrepreneurial, you know, you are, given lots of freedom. Sometimes it's just you and one other person that's in the country or a very, very small team. And there's no one who is like telling you every single day, this is what we need you guys to do. Um, You're kind of understanding the battlefield, the enemy, and how you want to affect that space. And so there's a lot of things that allow you to be creative, to strengthen and develop your own team and then have an impact, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, on a, on a space. And, uh, and so I had a great time doing that. And then I've had a really good time in the nonprofit space doing something similar, you know, just very entrepreneurial. And, but how I got to the products that we're making now and a, a cleaner product is uh, it really started around 2006. Uh, I was thinking about this a couple days ago, like really what, what put this in my mind. And I was in a school that uh, this school is only available to, at the time anyways, um, guys who were special forces guys who were already on a team. And it's a really, really hard school to get. Um, and, you know, it's a couple months long. There's lots and lots of shooting, um, lots of, you know, explosive breaching, you know, doors to get inside of buildings, um, interior explosive breaching. And, I mean, just, I mean, you are going nonstop throughout this course. And it's it was an amazing course, and I, I got lots of value out of it and learned a whole lot. Um but um, and in this course, it is, like I said, it's only available to SF guys who are on a team. And at that time, it was a very small percentage of SF guys who would attend this course and pass and be able to go back and utilize the skill on a team. So, um, it, so it was difficult to get a slot to go to it. It was difficult to stay in it. You know? and, and these are guys who are experienced guys who have deployments who have been on a team before and and yet the school is very very challenging for a lot of them but um but it was in that school that um I learned that there's a lot of stuff that we were being exposed to I mean they they told us there was a medical briefing on it that in all of these shoot houses well well, let me back up. And all of the shooting that we're doing just on an open air flat range, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of stuff that is coming out of the firearm that yeah. is getting on your clothes, that you're breathing in. And then when you go into a shoot house and you're shooting live rounds inside of this house and you're doing explosive breaching inside of this house, I mean, there's all kinds of other, you know, effects to just the the breaching aspect of things uh, and the blast exposure but the 
when those explosions are happening, they're kicking up all of this stuff that, you know, each time you, you set off a charge, it's putting all of this stuff into the air, which then, again, is being breathed in, it's getting on your skin, it's getting into your body. Mm-hmm. And, and they told us, you know, a lot of this stuff is heavy metals and lead and all these other things that you're exposed to. But they told us that, <clears throat> that this was a real, uh, a real thing and there are real health consequences to it. Uh, now in this course today, they do blood testing throughout to make sure that your lead levels and other things are, are monitored and aren't getting too high. And there's other things that they've done, ventilation and all kinds of stuff since. But when I was going through, they told us this is like, um, like astronauts is that when they go out into space, is that there's a risk of cancer because of radiation or something like that out in space. I don't know. I don't know much about space, but this is what they told us. (laughs) Sure. And, you know, but they know that their risk of cancer is really, really high, but this is a part of their job, and they accept that risk, and they still go and do it. And they said, that is just like what you're doing. We're telling you the risk, you accept the risk for the work and and the effect that you want to have, you know, Mm -hmm. and and to serve, this is just a part of it, you know. And so at the time, I think I, I guess in in some ways I took it very, very serious um, because I did have, like, I mean, this was documented in my medical records, the exposure aspect of it, but at the same time, I was not taking any action on it because really when I went through that course, that was my, let's see, I'd been on two deployments at that point. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew like, and so this was 2006. I, once I finished that course, I was like three days later, I was going back overseas and I, would, I knew I was getting on, like I was going to try and get on the first thing that I could to get back overseas. Mm-hmm. And I did. And, and so then I was there, you know, in Afghanistan in 2006 and 2007, would be back in Afghanistan in 2008, back again in 2009, went to Iraq in like 2010 or 2011, and then back in Afghanistan in 2012. And so part of my thought process was like, yes, I'm taking what they're saying very serious, but also at the same time, like, there's a whole lot of other things that are more likely to kill me, you know, in the next, like, really, like, couple days after I finish this course. Yeah. And so it's not not something that I really was, like, acting on because, like, I could be dead from a whole lot of other things, like, sure. much, much sooner. Yeah, yeah. And so um, it's it's really interesting how that stuck with me. And, but there wasn't really much else said about it, you know, for the rest of my time on, on active duty, but it wasn't until I left contracting somewhere around this time, I, I really became focused on health. I, I still am like, Mm -hmm. I love reading and learning Mm -hmm. new things about health. It just, um, yeah, it's, it's like a hobby almost, yeah. you know, like I just, it's some, something really fun to do and just how you can improve your own life. Like I love that stuff. Yeah. And so 
I became really invested in that and, you know, putting a lot of time towards it once I um, left contracting. But what I didn't realize was, and but would soon learn, is that uh, cancer is one of the leading causes of death in the special operations community. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's strange in a way. Um, because you would think all these other things like, I mean, just combat itself, you know, um, suicide is, is a big issue in in the veteran community. Um, and, and it's, I mean, they're up there, you know, with Mm -hmm. each other and, but you wouldn't think of all of these things that would affect guys that cancer would be one of them. Mm -hmm. But what I learned through that you know, reasons why is um, a, a lot of this exposure. And um, I don't know if you guys know Dr. Joe Dispenza or Dr. Yeah. Bruce Lipton. Mm-hmm. Like they talk about like these three different aspects of stress that mm-hmm. lead to disease, you know, yeah. and um, chemical stress, emotional stress. And the, the third one is physical stress. But um but really, like, what I've focused on is the chemical stress. Yeah. And um, and so I spent a lot of time learning what guys had gone through, what they had experienced, how they could get better. Because, I mean, reality was that I was not in a good place. Like, when I was done with, with it all, mm-hmm. um, I was in a real bad spot. And... And I think that's really part of what fueled me, too, to take it more serious, is that I knew the wheels were coming off, and but I didn't know exactly what all was going on. And so part of it was out of necessity, and then sure. part of it was just out of my own interest, you know, yeah. and just wanting to be better and to continue to grow and, and, and be healthy and get back to being my best self, because I knew mm-hmm. I wasn't at that place anymore. And, and so, um, so yeah, I, I learned about that. I mean, um, and it's a long list of guys that I served with that, um, have cancer, um, have died of cancer. Um, I learned of another guy that worked just across the hall from me a few days ago. He's still on active duty and now has stage four cancer kind of thing. And so, um, it's really, really bizarre, but there's so many things that soft guys are exposed to that a lot of the conventional military just isn't because of um, number of deployments are generally higher. Mm-hmm. Um, the explosive breaching, like immense amount of shooting and all of these right. things, like and then areas that guys are deploying to where pollution is really high, I mean, it's just a number of things that, um, you know, are just adding to this chemical stress. And, and so um, this is a super long answer. But uh, so I started really focusing on that. I mean, at one point, um, and, and, and focusing on myself, like that's really where it started was yeah. just getting myself better and really paying attention to okay, what is it that I'm doing that could be better from a health perspective? Um, I did a lot of things through through the VA, um, 
you know, and I mean, this is, I think, Western medicine's answer for a lot of things is just throwing pills at, at mm-hmm. things. And yep. it just, like, medication, I think, is a great answer for some things, but yeah. it's not the answer for everything. Yeah. And I think Western medicine tends to take that approach. And I think a lot of a lot of Americans have the mindset that a pill is the answer for whatever it is. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, but I, I think mindset is changing on that. People are, are learning. It's an educational piece. It's no fault of anyone's, right. you know, it's right. just oh, yeah. people don't know. Exactly. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, did a lot of stuff through the VA, um, even went up to the Cleveland Clinic uh, for their functional medicine clinic up there in Ohio, which um, in some ways it was life-changing, in some ways it wasn't. It was uh-huh. life-changing because... I learned a lot about functional medicine, you yeah. know, and, but I was still in such a bad place that it's like, man, like, I know I need to implement all of these things, but I just, I really can't, yeah. you know, but I mean, it would pay off later on in, in life, you know, yeah. um, much later, but at the moment, like it was just, there's just too much yeah. going on to, mm-hmm. to really do it. Um, but I would say like, but I did get tons of value out of, going up there but um but yeah so continue to focus on the the chemical stress aspect and um even well in you know when we started in this process me and my wife started really paying attention to what was in the stuff that we were putting on our bodies Mm -hmm. and um we started making some of the stuff ourselves this is not something we sell now but like laundry soap was one of the first things that mm-hmm. we started doing at home. And and then it it continued to grow. It's like, okay, like looking at what is this what is the stuff that I'm putting in my hair? You right, know? Right. <laughs> yeah. And like what is the stuff that I'm putting on my skin? Yeah. And um and then just learning that um I I mean, there's so much to it, but like to kind of like wrap some of that up is the you know, we found that even a lot of these natural brands that are out there mm-hmm. is that, I mean, because there, there, are, there are some companies that are doing some good stuff. I, I feel that some of it is um, they are pushing, like, their products as natural or 100% organic. Mm-hmm. And, like, some of it, like, just totally kills me. I see ads from time to time where I'm like, this cannot be 100% organic because right. like one of the ingredients is not organic. Right, you know, right. you just can't, you can't, can't do it, you yeah. know? And it can be USDA certified organic, but that is still different from being 100% sure. organic. Yeah. And then, um, but, you know, we turned to a lot of natural brands at first and, and we did use them. And, but then I learned is that, yeah, some of the stuff is not even natural it's just good marketing yeah (laughs) yeah um fragrance is probably one of the biggest ones and not a lot of people know that fragrance is not like when it's listed as fragrance or like the the inky name which is international nomenclature cosmetic industry Mm -hmm. parfum you know Mm -hmm. perfume um it that is not it's not natural and so you know, we started looking, trying to find 
you know, something that was naturally scented, you know, and it was getting as close as possible to being something that was better and cleaner for you and healthy. And um, then just started to decide to make more of this stuff ourselves. And then um, things continue to grow to where it's like, okay, now we have the opportunity to be able to offer this to other people. Mm -hmm. And um, man, I feel just very fortunate to be in the place that we're in because I feel like we have some phenomenal customers and I also know that we have some that like they have some very specific needs Mm -hmm. you know where and these are I mean just some people I really look up to one of them is um, a cardiologist and um, is just very very familiar with all things health related and both traditional and non-traditional medicine. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, and he was telling me, he's like, he's like, Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, like I've used all these different brands of deodorant and these are the issues like, you know, whether it's skin irritation or it's leaving stains on the shirt or all of these things, you know, and he's like, I can't find one that works and is not bothering my skin or causing some other problem. And um, and we have a solution for him. Yeah. And it feels yeah. really good to know that, like, we are not only have a, you know, a healthy product, something that's better for you, but to know that people are getting lots of value out of it. Like, they've been on the search kind of like, my wife and I had been, mm-hmm. and now there's an, an answer for them. Yeah. And so, um, super long answer, but that's in, in, I kind of like wave topped it towards the end, but that's in a way how, how we got to, to this point. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. So my husband's a fireman. He's, um, been a fireman for well, 15 years, I guess. So now, and it only has been in the past like four or five that, the fire service is also, I would say, just like the military has gotten the the information that's like everything they're exposed to on a daily basis because of the chemicals and things in houses today. So when they go into a burning house, just the fact that what's being burnt is like exposing them to so many carcinogens and all this other stuff. So now, yeah, they've been implementing more of these policies about how they, you know, clean their bunker gear and like ventilation system in the bays and all this kind of stuff. And so it's it's sad that it's taken this long for these different areas to like kind of realize what what their people are being exposed to, but at least it's finally getting some traction. And so I think a so I'm like so thankful like that um like that spurred you, you know, your time um and like now that they're doing all the blood tests and stuff, but that spurred your thought of like okay, now what what are we ex- all being exposed to on a daily basis? Cuz that's a lot what Caitlin and I talk about too, just mm-hmm. from the per- the general health of everybody. You know, I like, I love that you bring up, you know, fragrance because like we preach that to women so much. It's like fragrant, artificial fragrance. It's a major endocrine disruptor and it wrecks your hormones. So it's like, take it out of everything. Um, and so, yeah, like, I mean, just, I remember when my, I've kind of started on this journey and talking to my husband too. He's like, well, yeah, I mean, we have all these procedures now that we have to do to make sure our exposure to all this, all these toxins are reduced. And I was like, well, I can help you even more now, like from what I'm learning, like. 
you know, just by the soap you're using and by the, you know, the food we eat and the ingredients in our home and stuff like that. So it's, I just love that you're taking this message and amplifying it even more because I just feel like everyone needs to know this so much. And you're hundred percent right. Some companies do it great. Some companies not so great. And so it's kind of hard when you're starting out, it's hard to weed through what is good and what's not. And so, um, it's just such a learning curve. I wish it was just common knowledge, but <laughs> it is a learning curve in the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's probably reasons why, like, it's, I don't know, not so read- readily available or just not yeah. wide knowledge yet. Right. I, I think it will get there. I agree. But, um, yeah, I mean, the first responder piece, especially firefighters, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Like, I've, I've heard a lot mm-hmm. of that same stuff, and yeah. that's great that they're doing a lot of that washing of the uniforms and, mm-hmm. and everything. And right. um, I've heard of even, like... Because, I mean, same concept, like stuff is getting on the skin Mm -hmm. and just like the products that we use, like Mm -hmm. if you're putting it on your skin, Mm -hmm. uh, to some degree, your body is absorbing that. And and it's the largest organ that we have. Mm -hmm. And so um, being very smart about what what is getting on you and Mm -hmm. if you don't want it on there, making sure that that's getting off and like what I was doing. I mean, a, a lot of soft guys know better than this now, but we didn't at the time. Uh, we would come back mm-hmm. from from the ranges shooting all day, mm-hmm. you know, doing these explosive breaches and everything. And when I would come home, you know, these uniforms and everything are getting thrown in to the laundry with everything else right. from the house, like my wife's clothes, all this stuff. Yeah, And it's, I mean, it's just not good at all because then it's just transferring to the washing machine to um, other clothes and Mm -hmm. now other people are being exposed to it Mm -hmm. but but yeah on the fragrance thing um i mean i had to learn this on my own you know just like just through this like you know just exploring and you know finding out the fragrance kind of piece even um, so we list out every single ingredient that goes into all of our products mm-hmm. um, and to include what we sent with. And what I learned was that with fragrances, it is anything that contributes to the fragrance, a company is not required to mm-hmm. list out what goes into that. Yeah. Right. So bizarre. When I first out and found out about that, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's incredible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> and and they say the reason behind that is that this could reveal a company's trade secret to how right. they made that scent and then right. someone else could then copy it. Um, and I was even told, like, when we were getting um, the boxes and packaging and all that stuff mm-hmm. designed, you know, we were advised to leave, you know, it was like, hey, you probably should conceal these ingredients because you know, people will be able, another company can take that and then Mm -hmm. steal your thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, which I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do that one because I'm proud that these are not some like chemicals made in some kind of lab, you know, these are from plants, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I'm proud to let people know what's in there. Mm -hmm. And then two is that like, if somebody really wants to steal this and copy it, like, this is something that's good for you. So, like, yeah. I hope that there's more of that put <laughs> yeah, out into yeah. the world, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's crazy. 
Well, tell us, so you, do you, did you start with soap and what products do you offer right now? Yeah, so um, we started, the first thing that we started offering to others was soap. Um, but what we have now is soap, deodorant, beard oil, and pomade. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So are you, um, I guess that your ideal customer is men because you've, you know, you've got more, I was, I think more of your scents are like manly smells, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everything is scented more towards what a guy yeah. might would like, sure. but, um, I would say, I mean, there's plenty of women that mm-hmm. use our products too, you know, sure. I mean, anyone can use them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. my wife uses the deodorant and soap, mm-hmm. um, you know, my son uses the deodorant and soap, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. but yeah, just the scents are more geared towards more, more masculine scents, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, long term, I would love to have all kinds of products ranging everything from like, and we just have to figure a lot of this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like everything from laundry soap to sunscreen to all kinds mm-hmm. of things. And yeah. both since the men and women, mm-hmm. you know, prefer, yeah. but, um, it's just yeah. a, a time thing. Yeah, sure. of course. Yeah. 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 Well, I was really excited to discover you because I feel like in my personal journey, like finding cleaner products to use and everything, like finding stuff for men was harder to find. And then also like, I felt like, and you know, as the, you know, the woman of the, you know, the wife, like I'm usually making more decisions about like, you know, the laundry that we use and the soap and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. So like, I felt like I was, it was easy for me to make those changes. But when it came to my husband, I'm like, okay, number one, there's doesn't seem to be as much out there. So I was really excited that like that you have um, products available and that, you know, you are listing all the ingredients. Cause like you said, there's, you know, there's products out there that say they're, you know, a hundred percent natural or they're green right. or whatever. And at the end of the day, it's really just marketing. It's mm-hmm. really just, they've got mm-hmm. millions of dollars to put behind and say all these fancy things. But if you take the time to like read through the ingredients or look further into, you know, their website and what they're telling you, what they're not telling you, then you can, it can be yeah, overwhelming and frustrating and be like, okay, no, that's not a really good product to, to choose at the end of the day. Um, so I'm very thankful that you're, you're doing this and educating people and providing people with other options out there. So tell us about the process of like, how do you source your, in, your ingredients and how have you like, you know, picked which products you're creating and all that? Yeah. So, um, we work with a couple experts in the industry and, it's been really a, a blessing for these people that we've gotten linked up with because, I mean, values are, are super important to me. And it was a struggle in the beginning to be able to try and scale this because I felt like we were being pulled in a lot of directions. One of them to to be, you know, to use fragrance oils, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the, the other was to um, even do... A, I mean, a lot of stuff outside of the U.S. Um, um, just a lot of things that were compromising what I felt or, or what have become our our values that we're, like, very firm on now. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it was looking like that it might not even be an option to be able to, like, you know, be able to offer this at a, at a larger scale like we are now. But... Um, um, we just got really, f- I mean, 
I was at the point of like, okay, this is just not going to happen. And um, just, I mean, became very fortunate to get linked up with people that have very similar values. Um, one of them that um, has helped with uh, a lot of everything, you know, from um, developing the products to um, fine-tuning the sense to how we wanted them, you know, and, and as we we're going through that process, you know, he told us, he's like, you know, like, give me an idea of like the scent that, that you're looking for. And, you know, we can put that down in words and, you know, but still it's like, there's some, something lost in translation at yeah. times. And, you know, and one of the things that he was saying is like, you know, I, people can send me things like if, you know, to give them an idea of like, hey, this is like an area, a direction that we're wanting to go, like a more woodsy scent or whatever. Mm -hmm. And here's an example of that. And when we're starting to go through that process, um, he's like, he's like, you can even send any kind of fragrances that are out there. Mm -hmm. um, he's like, but our policy is that um, if we receive anything like that, we open it outside of the building and then immediately throw it away. Mm -hmm. And when he was saying that, I was like, okay, this is somebody that like, you know, yeah. like we're, we're on the same yeah, they get vibe, yeah. you know, yeah. With, yeah. With that. <laughs> and so we've just been really fortunate to get linked up with not only people that are super knowledgeable on what it takes to make a really good product and to be able to do it on a larger scale, but also that have very similar values and yeah, just with wanting to make something that's good for, for our bodies, right. you yeah. know, and um, it's just been a, a huge blessing and yeah. And, and so like in short, like we have lots of help from people who are yeah. way smarter than me. And <laughs> so uh, I'm just really thankful for that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I just, I love that, like you've set those boundaries of like, no, we're not going to compromise on these things. And I feel like a lot of the companies that I started following and supporting like through this process of, you know, having cleaner um, products in my house and eating better and all that kind of stuff. Like I've, I feel like I've learned more about those companies and you can tell that they have their own boundaries and they're doing things because they don't like, sure, they, they're there to make money, but they're, they're also there because they want their products to be safe and nourishing right. and right. clean and all those different things. And it's it just makes you want to support them even more. So it's just it's nice to be around like minded people who have that approach. Yeah. And it's tough, too, because it costs way more. I was to just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're and not you're not skipping corners by yeah. any means by doing this. It's, it's tough yeah. because um, obviously anything organic for the most part um, is, is costing more, mm -hmm. um, scenting from nature costs more, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's a lot of challenges to it, but I feel, I'm so, so proud and so pumped about what we have and, mm -hmm. you know, as, as our, you know, final products that we've come out with and, um, and, and that's a good place to be too, you yeah. know, and uh, when we started this, I was like, Worst case scenario, I'm going to have a lifetime supply of <laughs> something that I love. Right, you know? yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and really, like, I mean, these are things that I use. Like, uh, this surprises me when people are like, you know, do you actually use this? I'm like, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This is Obviously. like, I kind of created all of this for myself, right. you know? I mean, that's how it started was like right. for me and my wife. And um, yeah, every day I use these products mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to be using them. And then the yeah. secondary benefit is that now others can too. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's been good. Uh, yeah and I it's just like in some instances it's sad like if you think about it that like you said it's so much more expensive for you to create an all-natural product (laughs) I'm like what that feels so backwards to me and I know Mm. that's you know what I'm saying like yeah it does this is things the earth has given us to create something good for our body why does that more and that's the case in anything whether you know it's deodorant or like even just organic vegetables that are grown like how a vegetable should be grown like it's just to me it's like such a backwards concept that that stuff becomes so much more expensive than the lab produced fake things bad you know fragrances or whatever fake foods and all these products that aren't good for you like you would think because someone's actually having to create that product like from chemicals and from scratch like in my mind that would deem it more expensive than like oh i yeah. grew a strawberry and now i ate it you know like right. <laughs> yeah so yeah. but i i appreciate that that's such a strong value for you because i feel like um there's a p- couple people we follow that they always advocate that you vote with your dollars and so if we can get yeah. more people voting with their dollars on companies doing it the right way then hopefully that becomes the norm and then hopefully we can flip the script one day of then stuff that is good for your body and nourishing and safe becomes affordable and easy to get a hold of. And the bad stuff becomes really expensive and hard to order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's coming. Yeah. I, I, I think so. I think it's, it's going to take a while, mm-hmm. but I, I have this vision. Um, this, I'd like to see it in my lifetime, but it may not happen in my lifetime, <laughs> yeah. but I think it's coming to where companies will be competing on, authenticity, mm-hmm. honesty, and those those things and how well they treat their customers and employees. Yeah. Um, and it'll be less of, I don't know, like just this like fake messaging and right. things that are, are put out there. Right. And, um, and I think that's starting to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's a very comfortable place for us. Mm-hmm. And um, I... I like to think that that will be the future. Yeah, I really hope so too. Yeah, that is that's why we're here. Honestly, exactly. <laughs> is to educate people and yeah. get them to to flip over and read the ingredients. Like that mm. is that is so important, and also to like talk about like something that is you know it's out there. It's that knowledge is available. It's just not talked about. And so the more that mm. we can hopefully educate people to be aware that the products that are you know, eye level on your shelf are not the products that you should be, that you should be going for. So the, definitely the dream is to have cleaner right there in Target or wherever else, like, you know, big box stores. So people know about it. That would, that'd be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Hi friends. I just want to take a quick moment and thank today's sponsor, Flash Marketing Solutions. Flash Marketing Solutions provides full service website and marketing solutions. They focus on your website so you can focus on your core business. I'll be honest with you, friends. When we first started The Gutsy Truth, the idea of building a website sounded super fun, but quickly became a daunting task. But thanks to Flash Marketing Solutions, they got our website built, freeing up hours of our time to focus on the podcast. If you're ready to be gutsy and need a website for your business or blog or whatever you're hoping to do, we recommend Flash Marketing Solutions. 
Visit flashmarketingsolutions.com slash gutsy for more information. That's flashmarketingsolutions.com slash gutsy. And right now, all new website clients get the first year of hosting for free. Thank you so much, Flash Marketing Solutions. If you are enjoying the podcast and want to support our mission to empower and inspire people everywhere, we would love for you to consider becoming a Patreon member. By supporting us on Patreon, you are helping us to continue to create valuable content and build a supportive community for listeners like you who are choosing to live a gutsy life. Visit thegutsytruth.com slash support to learn more. Well, I'd love to know, like, I know for me, like this, like the process of transitioning to clean products is, can be daunting. You might like, you can feel like overwhelmed or not know what to look for. So like, what advice could you give someone who is looking to make a change um, or doesn't know necessarily where to start, like with what they have, what they're currently using? Oh man, that it's tough. Um, Cause a, a lot of what like we were just talking about the education piece. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, I mean, there's a lot of things in my mind that I know to look for, but I've spent a lot of time, you know, Researching in, and yeah, uh, you know, educating myself and mm-hmm. then working with people who are way smarter than me, you know, that are helping me out with this too. But I'm trying to think of what would be something really simple. Um, I would say, I mean, if you're, and there's so many aspects to health and wellness. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Because um, I could go down this rabbit hole of exercise and all these other things. Right. But um, when it comes to stuff that you're putting on your body, I would say um, when you're looking at the ingredients list and if you're seeing multiple things that you have no idea what it is, mm-hmm. to me, that's that's a flag. You know, it's an indicator that, hey, this may not not be the best. The other one we talked about before, if you see the word fragrance or perfume, mm-hmm. you know, then that's another red flag. Um, yeah, I think those are probably the easiest ones, yeah. you know, to, to start with. But, um, y- you know, and this can, organic and natural can be in some ways manipulated. So I can't really say that that's even, I mean, it's definitely something to look for, but sometimes you have to look deeper too sure. into to what else is there. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, but I would say as a start and as simple as possible, I mean, that's mm-hmm. really probably the, the best place to go. I would say just another thing is, you know, we talked about Western medicine earlier mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, I heard something the other day is that, you know, if your doctor is not asking you about, what your sleep is like, what your physical activity is like, how you're managing stress, what your stress is like. If they're not asking questions like that, then you don't have a doctor, you have a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah and, I've heard that too, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I think, yeah, it's in, yeah, there's so, there's so much to it. And I would say, uh, and to a point that it's kind of almost overwhelming, but um at a minimum, I would just start with something very, very simple because don't try and um, do some of the things that I've done where um, there's some things that almost overnight eliminated, um, like I, I don't drink any energy drinks. Um, uh, I haven't had a caffeinated cup of coffee in 
the summer will be two years. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I like, I'm going pretty extreme, like, sure. like no alcohol, like, you know, mm-hmm. all of these things. Like there's just so many things that I've implemented in my life that, and, and to an extent, like in a very, very short time period. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is pretty difficult for people to do. I mm-hmm, think yeah. to do some some of the things that I've done, and and just what I mentioned is scratching the surface. You right. know, I think for people to do sometimes one of these things, it can take a long time to fully implement it, have that habit built. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say start small and and then work your way up to whatever changes or you know that, yeah. that somebody's wanting to make. Um, because, you know, if you're not used to doing it, your body has this other habit and this subconscious that is going on Mm -hmm. and can make it really difficult to break that. And so, but starting somewhere for sure, having compassion for yourself, you know, if like say it's a particular product that you're wanting to change up and it doesn't go right with the first one that you decide to switch out with, Mm -hmm. like, like, you know, it's like, okay, I gave this a try. Maybe I have to go back to what I was using before until I find the next thing, you yeah. know? And, and that's okay, you know? Like, it, it doesn't have to be, like, go home and, like, empty out the refrigerator <laughs> right. or pantry or, right. you know, and, like, right. get everything out of the bathroom cabinet, yeah. you know? Like, it yeah. doesn't have to be something so abrupt. Yeah. But I think starting somewhere is probably you know, the, and, and small yes. and giving yourself time mm-hmm. to, to make those changes because I think it, it does take, take time to, especially, especially if it's something that is new, Yeah, you know, it's going to take time to implement. Oh yeah. And I love that you said that. Cause that's exactly what Caitlin and I advocate for all the time too, is small changes make mm. huge impact because it's not only like if you, I mean, like with us, she and I, or Caitlin and I both went gluten-free, dairy-free at the same time because we were trying that for our health journeys to see if that you know, were triggers for us. And when you first started on that journey, I'm like, cool, I'm going to eat carrots. <laughs> like yeah. what else am I yeah, going to eat? Yeah. You know, and then you just, so it's like you give yourself grace. You're like, okay, well today I know I can make a salad and not have cheese and that's going to be my dairy-free, but I'm still might put creamer in my coffee just because that's I can't think about anything else right now so it's like the one like it takes time because it's just you've built these habits like you said just even things like when I started changing out my like my makeup or my skincare products you're just so accustomed to oh I'm running low on shampoo I'm gonna run to Target or Walmart and grab another bottle of shampoo and you can't do that when you're trying to get cleaner stuff because it doesn't exist in those stores at the moment for the most part. And so you have to think ahead, right? Okay, well, maybe we're going to buy three bottles so it lasts me longer, and then I don't have to worry about ordering more for a little while. And so I, I like there was just even that part of it. Like I could find the product, but then I had to be more aware of like ordering it ahead of time because most of the stuff I end up ordering online, it, the, that's the way I find it. And so, yeah, just, and I've definitely had that moment where I'm like, oh man, I'm out and I have no backup shampoo, no nothing. And so I like go buy a travel size bottle at Target of something just because I have to have shampoo at the end of the day. Yeah. And then until I order it until it gets in and it's like, it's okay if that happens. And right. so I'm, I'm really happy that you said that because yeah, you can easily just start beating yourself up. You're like, but I can't use this anymore. It's like, you know what? If 90% of the time you're doing all the right things and you get stuck in a situation where you have to use some regular old soap, then it's going to be okay. Like, 
Yeah. The fact that you're consciously aware of it and trying is way steps ahead than most people in the yeah, world. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. In military terms, how we would describe this is that if you are walking on this path and you make a course correction of one degree. Mm-hmm. So if you're changing the direction you're heading by one degree, maybe it's not such a big deal, you know, like 10 feet, right. you know, or even like 100 meters, you know, mm-hmm. that one degree is not that big of a deal. But if you start going further out, you, uh, I mean, you can be in a whole nother city, a whole mm-hmm. nother yeah. state kind of thing. Yeah. And even further, like you're, you're so far from the direction that you were heading, mm-hmm. just that small correction. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important to keep in mind is that if we shift the azimuth just a little bit, you know, even from the start, we may not see anything or it may not feel like it's much of a difference early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But over the long term, oh, that yeah. one little shift could make a huge impact. Right. I love that. Yeah. yeah. One degree of change. Yeah. 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 I really like yeah. that. I implement that in all parts of my <laughs> life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's good. It's that helps you think way bigger picture too. Because sometimes it's like when you take one small step, that just helps you get through that moment. But it's hard to see past that by like that one degree of change to like yeah. to zoom out and see the full the full picture. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. I think the other thing with that too is like you were kind of listing off of like you don't really you don't drink caffeine and you don't mm-hmm. drink and like all these different things. And I know, like you can list all those things down and be like, wow, like none of these things are normal for the average person Mm -hmm. and kind of feel alone in that. Um, Mm. And so I feel like it's, you know, you mentioned your wife a lot Mm. in this process of having her to lean on. And I think that's just a really important thing that we like encourage and and know to be so true is that change is easier when you're not alone. And so the fact that you had someone to, to lean on through that process and talk through things, and now you have this group that surrounds you to help you through creating your products and researching that whole process and um, helping you with that, I think is just really important. So that's, you know, just other encouragement as well is that you don't have to do it all by yourself and, the, and right. you know, looking for changes and whatnot. Yeah, I think, I think it's harder if, say, I mean, a couple, if the other person is not on board, I would yeah. say, I mean, it becomes super, super challenging. It's doable, but, um, it's, it's a much more of an uphill battle. Um, and I'm just very fortunate that, I mean, my wife is, is the same way. I think Mm -hmm. she, unfortunately, like she is much more knowledgeable on, on the nutrition side of things Mm -hmm. because I, well, I don't cook and, (laughs) um, and, but because she is so rigid about, the nutrition aspect is that I get that benefit without yeah. having to put a whole lot of effort yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, we're so, so aligned in, in many things and, um, and it just, it makes things so much easier, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but yeah, there, there's a whole lot of things that I implement on a regular basis that I feel like, yeah, it just, keeps me in such a great place, you yeah. know? Um, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, for people to, to go from zero to mm-hmm. like all the things that, that mm-hmm. we do. And, you know, talking with my wife about it, because I, I would say, I don't think it's extreme, but 
I think some people could describe it as that that way. Absolutely. Um, because just my my typical day is um, first thing in the morning is you know doing meditation. I've started doing you know deliberate cold exposure, so like an mm-hmm. ice bath yeah. afterwards. Love it. And then um, when I get to work one of the first things that I do every morning is journal, you know, mm-hmm. and on these prompts that are associated with gratitude and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And, um, and there's a lot of like positive psychology that supports, mm-hmm. you know, doing that, um, on top of, you know, and then, um, most evenings were all up at rock climbing gym where mm-hmm. I'm working out there climbing, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and on top of like, I mean, and then sometimes meditation in, in the evening, just depending. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and, and this is like on top of like using cleaner products, mm-hmm. like eating healthy. And yeah, talking about my wife, like, yeah, we, so there's not a whole lot of time in, in our day for, you know, much of anything else to fit in, mm-hmm. you know, because. I try to leave the house around seven in the morning to go to work. And then we're not home until probably close to eight in the evening. And mm-hmm. this is definitely Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when my son is on the competitive rock climbing team and we we're talking about him doing this commitment because, you know, we're at the rock climbing gym and while he's doing his thing, you know, we're getting in our exercise and it works sure. out really well. But timing-wise, he goes from school, there's not enough time to go home and have dinner or any of that stuff, you know, and then go to the gym. Mm -hmm. So it's going, picking him up from school, we all meet at the rock climbing gym, we have dinner there, Mm -hmm. you know, um, most nights, (laughs) and then we go exercise. um, But early on, me and my wife talked about how it's like, okay, we know that we're limited on time for dinner. I don't want us to fall into this trap of it's going to the fast food place to grab something, you know, to Mm -hmm. scarf down right before, you know, his practice starts and all that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we haven't like he, he's been on the competitive rock climbing team since, um, last fall. Mm -hmm. So when the fall semester started, and there hasn't been one meal. Um, there's been probably a couple healthy options that my wife has had to pick up somewhere, you sure. know. But outside of that, she has made everything. And, like, she even heats it up at her work before she leaves, takes it to the rock climbing gym so it's warm. And mm-hmm. that's something, like, that mm-hmm. she's pre-prepared so yeah. that we're eating healthy. And... Yeah, like I, that is such a blessing, and it's just. Um, but like, I mean, it, it takes all of these things take a lot of effort, yeah. you know. And yeah. um, but I wouldn't, and, and some people describe it as maybe extreme or like it's a lot of work. I don't feel like it's work um, because I've been we've been doing some of these things for so long. And, like, the habits that I have now, like, they've become habits. Know that they can become habits. Mm -hmm. Like, it may suck at the beginning, you know. It may be difficult for a while. Mm -hmm. 
but at some point you will like your body becomes programmed to it and then you're not having to put so much mental energy into it anymore Mm -hmm. and and then it just becomes something you do you know like I don't think about like a lot of the things that we do on a regular basis I don't put a whole lot of thought into them it's just this is a part do. of my yeah. day. Yeah, you yeah know? exactly. And and so some people would describe it as a lot of work and I don't feel I don't feel that at all. Yeah. Um and 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 I feel yeah, just phenomenal that these things are a part of my life and I'm mm-hmm. able to have that in my life. Yeah. I think that's a great point because I mean we say the same thing. People look at us today and they're like, how, how do you eat gluten-free, dairy-free and make such like robust meals all the time? You know, it's like, are you, you haven't had pasta in how long? And I'm just like, we just, we figured it out. We figured out meals and recipes that work for us and our families. And like, you can have, you know, protein and really good vegetables and all this kind of stuff. And it's a very nutritious, fulfilling meal. And in fact, one of our like core values for us as the gutsy truth is don't settle for the house salad. Because that was like a, like a thing we kind of always got thrown into going out, you know, if we went out to eat with people, they're like, oh. well, yeah, they, they have a salad. So that's gluten-free, dairy-free. Mm. And you're like, well, I don't want to spend my life eating lettuce. So thanks, right. but I'll pass, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? And so we've kind of made that um, a, a value of ours of like in all aspects, not just food wise, but don't settle for the house salad because you can do things that put joy and add value to your life like you said then become such a habit you don't think about it and it's not work at all um you know and I think that's with any kind of habit people build and I think that's how society is kind of geared like the mental stigma is they want something fast quick right then they don't want to have to work too hard for it because it's just go 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 all the time but you can still implement these things or maybe that's a sign you need to reevaluate your life you know if you feel like all you can do is run around you feel so chaotic all the time, maybe that's a sign to also reevaluate what you're doing with your life in general too. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about the running around piece, I think there's an aspect where, um, like we're talking about how this can, like these healthy choices can be habit and become, can become easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if people really look at, some people really look at their lives, there's so much of that running around stress like they're doing something at least five days a week a majority of their week is spent doing something that they hate that mm-hmm. is like yeah. killing them inside yeah and 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 it's building all the stress and then they spend the weekend like doing whatever to like recover from yeah, right. mm-hmm. the rest of the week yeah. just to do it over again right and it's like Man, like, and I see so many people in that loop, you know, and, and to me, you you know, like if somebody was just thrown into that from the very get go, like that would be really, really hard, you Mm -hmm. know, and, but over time, like they've gotten accustomed to it. And so now it's just, their body is just going through the motions of it. And it's, um, and so in a similar way, like, that is something that I see as like really, really hard. And, um, I just, and I I think a lot of, I hope more people are are realizing that I think they will over time, but I see, um, I was a TA, um, at A&M for a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, relatively recent. And, 
um, I see so many students about to go down that path yep. is that they're about to do something that it's because their parents told them to do it or because they think, oh, this is going to make me lots of money, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 then you got, I mean, me and my wife talk about all this, this all the time is that then you get caught in this trap of, okay, I started doing this, I hate it, and now I have all these bills and everything, mm-hmm. and then you're stuck, yep, you yeah. know, and it becomes really, really hard to get out of that, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I mean, some of the students that I got to work with, I at least I feel like that that was made aware to them is mm-hmm. that, hey, if this is not something you want to do, like, and you don't think it's going to make you happy, you know, like, don't do it. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And yeah, yeah, even if it's not making like the huge amount of money that you know mm-hmm. society says you should should be making or whatever, right? You know? But yeah, it's it's interesting, but that contributes. I mean, it's I mean, it's a stress thing. Exactly. You know? and, yeah, and then now you're trying to. Uh, it's just there's so much that. Oh yeah. You know, we could go down a whole rabbit <laughs> yeah. hole on that one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Back to your three pillars of stress. Um, yeah. That's physical and emotional, like hardcore, right there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. Well. As we kind of wrap things up here today, um, we want to know, we love asking this question to all of our guests, um, what is something gutsy that you have done recently, mm. in the, in at any time yeah. in your life? We'd love to know. Uh, this can be super deep. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I would say last year, well, in almost two years ago, me and my wife made drastic changes. Well, I feel like... I mean, someone could describe it as drastic mm-hmm. and positive changes, healthy changes. And our life has been infinitely better because of it. I learned that someone was setting a phrase for themselves at the beginning of each year. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily a New Year's, New Year's resolution, but mm-hmm. like this is going to be their theme or their North Star for the year. Yeah. At the beginning of um, last year... I I had said that my phrase was going to be, I I want to be more myself, you know, Mm -hmm. which I think some people would think that like, oh, you're not being yourself. And, Mm -hmm. um, but I think there are a lot of things that I was not just, uh, maybe I was just like holding back in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like I made a lot of progress on that in the last year and even people would, um, you know, like we're talking about, like even just that little bit of change mm-hmm. can have a huge impact over time. But I feel like in the last um, maybe mm, not quite 90 days, mm-hmm. I've made more movement on that than I have in all of, all of 2021 for sure. Mm-hmm. Um Part of that is um, really getting into the things that, like, when I was done with the military and done with contracting, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of breezed over it because it's, like, a lengthy story. But, like, the suffering and, like, really, really bad place that I was in, mm-hmm. you know, I've been 
um, as of recent, much more public about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and part of like some of the aspects of my healing journey associated with that because um, it is like very non-traditional. It's not, um, yeah, it, I mean, it, I, can, I can get into it if you want, but like it gets, it gets pretty far, far out there, I guess. Um, but, uh, but being very public about it and not, um, not holding back on it because, um, like I, I had fear of a, lo- a lot of judgment. Yeah, sure. You know, um, and I'm letting go a lot of that now, which mm-hmm. is good. And, but, um, but if I kept quiet about my story mm-hmm. with that, then that's not, it's not helping anybody else. Sure. And, and so, um, I think, the short answer is just being more myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it gets, it gets, it's a whole, like I said, there's so many stories that, <laughs> um, you know, and it, it yeah. can get pretty lengthy. So yeah. yeah. Well, I think th- that might seem like so underrated just to like focus, like I'm going to be more myself, but I think mm. there's a lot of power in that. Yeah. And I think something we've discovered too is just there's power in telling your story and, and verbalizing it. Mm-hmm. And having someone hear it and not knowing, like, the impact you can cre- you can create by just sharing your story. And Absolutely. so I think there's something really, really, really powerful about that. And so I think that's that's definitely an example of being gutsy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Just be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Easier um, said than done sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know, um, maybe... Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, have just like really put myself out there because I'm I'm not a person to get on social media, mm-hmm. you know, and do all this stuff. And um, I have like, uh, it's, it feels really weird. I still don't know where where I'm at with this, but like, yeah. you know, I want people to know about. I mean, there's a lot of like videos that we have planned, just educational type sure. things mm-hmm. associated with products, right? Mm-hmm. And. Uh, that's not really where I like to be. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's not my fair. thing to do, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so, but just doing a lot of that even, um, and it, like people are getting value out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, okay, I'm being myself in whatever way that looks like and putting it out to, there to people. It doesn't, it sounds so weird because I would much rather talk to a group of, a thousand people in person mm-hmm. and talk to them about whatever than to, I don't know, get in front of a camera. And <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it feels, it's, it's weird. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's strange. And to even say that considering like all of the other things that I've done in life that are hard, dangerous, you mm-hmm. know, like risking of your life, like that stuff seems so much easier than, <laughs> you know, yeah. Some, some of the other stuff. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so another question we love to follow up with on the what's something guts you've done is um, on the kind of more fun, positive note, what's something that you've been doing recently that fills your bucket? Hmm. 
this is relatively new to me, but like what I mentioned earlier, doing the deliberate cold exposure, yeah. doing the ice baths. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I mean, I haven't been doing it for too long. Like this has been now, um, I'm on my third week okay. of, of doing Oof. this. So I'm like physically like feeling it right now. <laughs> like going so, under cold water. Yeah. So when I was on active duty, there's a lot of times where you're in cold weather, mm-hmm. it's snowing, like it's miserable. And like everyone on the team is miserable and they would say whenever they were in that place, you know, where it's like, this is awful. This is like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be doing this. They would look at me and see my face and be like, oh, I'm not as bad as that guy. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and so like, like I don't, I historically have not done well in the cold. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. my strong suit. Yeah. We and, are in Texas. It, you know, normally yeah. it's hot here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's been really, really interesting. Like mm-hmm. I've, in some ways I have loved the journey, but at the same time, like I don't want to disguise that with it's really uncomfortable, okay. but I also think that that's part of it. The, mm-hmm. um, like for me, like there's something in me, like I have to have some kind of discomfort or challenge, like, and, and I get these in other aspects, but I don't know, like there's, and maybe it's because life can be relatively easy and I don't think we're so designed for that. And, you know, like that saying that comfort is the enemy of achievement, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, and so, you know, there's tons of health benefits to doing the um, ice baths and things. Um, And... I would say those are a secondary effect for me. Mm-hmm. I would say like, you know, like it builds resilience and like, um, you know, like it reduces like white fat, increases brown fat, which mm-hmm. makes you like, you're supposed to be able to handle colder weather better mm-hmm. and like um, helps with sleep and all, all these things, mm-hmm. you know, there's tons of benefits. But um, for me, the interesting thing that has been a part of it is that at first it was my body screaming like, don't do this. (laughs) Do not make me do this, you know? And like, and now I can say like, I feel very proud about how my mind was Mm -hmm. reacting to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's interesting to talk about it in those two ways as if they're, you know, some way separate, which they kind of are. Yeah. Um, But you know, and I still do this every morning is the, when I go to get in, like, I am like, this is business. Like, it's <laughs> like, there's no like, man, I'm looking outside. And it looks kind of cold outside. Like, uh, you know, like, uh, okay, I have a little bit more time to stay inside if I wanted to. Like, <laughs> right. you know, like my body is starting to like try and have some of those conversations. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but like I am going like yeah. I open the door and I'm taking the lid off and I'm getting in and I'm doing it. I'm not like putting a foot in yeah. like, Oh man, this is going to be really cold. Putting the rest of my, my other foot in and yeah. putting, like, I'm not doing it. Like just I'm just getting, getting in, in. And, and going. And, um, and at first, like, you know, like my body's just screaming to, right. you know, like on the way to do it. Yeah. Um, and at this point it's gotten, it's gotten much quieter. It's still like, you know, like that voice of like, oh man, you know, yeah, like, here we go. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> this isn't fun. <laughs> yeah, not again. <laughs> yeah, but um, 
And so it's been real interesting to observe that mm-hmm. and just, you know, recognize that I, that applies to other parts of life too. Yeah, where absolutely. Maybe it's exercise, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, you know, let's not do this run. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it's like, no, you know, we're going to do this. Yeah. And, and, um, and then, I mean, of course, like, you feel great afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, and, and with the ice bath, you know, you feel you feel great. Um, and you don't feel cold either. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, not like when you're in it, it's maybe because your nervous system's just been so blasted with, you know, this like cold shock. Um, but, um, but, and and then the other thing is that I've noticed the, um, sitting in there, I feel like as soon as you can accept that this is what it is, Mm -hmm. Like that, hey, you're in this thing. Like the sooner you can accept that you're just, we're just going to be in this thing for a couple minutes and it's just going to be uncomfortable for that period of time. Once you can accept that, then it seems to be not as big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Like you're still not comfortable, but it's not totally awful. Um, And so then having that thought, on that applying to other things is that like, you know, we definitely should make changes in our life to that are going to have a positive impact on ourselves, on others. Like if we can be healthier for sure, we should be making those changes and, and the things that we can change, but there's some things that we can't, mm-hmm. you know, like the loss of a loved one or something mm-hmm. like that. You can't undo that, right. you know, and as soon, the sooner that you can accept that this is a part of life, you know, and this is a part of your life and it's a part of this moment, the less that I think affects you. Yeah. And so these are like the fascinating things that have come out of it for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say like, you know, and I had... Long answer. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. oh hi. <laughs> but, this is great. But when I started looking into this, um, like I, and this is another thing. Um, I'll, t- I'll tell this one other thing real quick. Too. Oh, you're sorry, totally I, fine. I told you I'm, I'm full of stories. <laughs> but <clears throat> so we've talked about all the things that we're putting on our body that mm-hmm. go into our body. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the things that we put into our body that are obviously going into our body. Right. Um, but what we haven't talked about is other things that we're putting into our body. So what I mean by that is uh, close to two years ago, I stopped watching the news, Mm -hmm. you know, um, social media stuff. Like I've really, um, not only time, but what I view on social media, Mm -hmm. I've very much like cleaned up. Mm -hmm. Um, The music I listen to, um, I don't watch... I don't really watch too many movies mm-hmm. anymore. I will get down on some documentaries, though. Yeah. I love it. Like, yeah. I love learning. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that has had, that has played a key role mm-hmm. into, I mean, it's it's a number of things. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the changes that we've made. But this is another thing that you're putting into your body. And yep. sometimes, um, you know, my son, he, like, l- loves Christian music mm-hmm. and um, 
um, I really haven't listened to it too much, you know, mm-hmm. um, but he, because he wants to listen to some of these songs, like, I'm like, man, I actually dig this message. It's like yeah. super positive. I love yeah. this. And then there's been times where I've, like I've woken up and the chorus is just repeating mm-hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. And so if this positive message is repeating in my head from this song, mm-hmm. like what other messages are repeating based off other things that I'm right. listening that m- may not be positive, right. you know? And so I think that aspect of what you're putting into your body is just as important. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, but... Um, going back to your question, um, when I, before I got into the, um, cold plunge stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, I saw a documentary of a, uh, a woman who was doing this. She was like using a chainsaw cutting into like this frozen lake or Mm -hmm. glacier thing. I'm I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, either way looked crazy cold Uh and, you know, would then dive down underneath the ice into this water and spend as much time underneath there as she could. Was this on Limitless? Did you watch that with it Chris, been. Chris Hemsworth yeah, on Disney? Been. Yeah, because yeah, because he do, he talks about he did an Arctic swim basically, mm-hmm. and they featured that woman. Okay, it might have been. Yeah, I yeah, because she was like free diving basically. Yeah, and like, but in like the Arctic. Oh, crazy gosh. water. Ooh. Yeah. Cause yeah. you like cut through the ice and go swim mm-hmm. underneath of it. And I was like claustrophobia galore watching her too. Yeah. Cause she only had like one hole to like get out of the water. From. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There, there's actually like some like risks to doing that. But she had tons and tons of trauma. Yes. Yeah. She, serious trauma. Like, like um, a car accident or something. I don't remember. There was something like she had physical trauma and an accident. Yeah. I was thinking it was like maybe sexual trauma. I'm not sure. Oh, it um, might, maybe. Like yeah. There was, yeah, there was, a, but heavy stuff. Yes. Either way. Physical was, heavy trauma. Yeah. yeah. It was super mm-hmm. heavy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could see it on her face that mm-hmm. like she is hurting, you know, there's something mm-hmm. inside that is not like, uh, and I feel bad for her, you know, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. she is just, not in a good place and 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 actually she talked about how she was planning on killing herself until mm. oh she found these ice bath things mm-hmm. and um, has been doing this as a part of getting her back to mm-hmm. a better place and so I'd say conceptually I had a idea of or understood that mm-hmm. but I didn't really understand that until I started doing this myself mm-hmm. because there's been a couple times that I've got in where maybe I was bothered by something or angry about something, whatever it was. And um, getting into it, like I now understand why this was so important to her because when you're in there and it feels like your skin is burning, you know, and your body is not having a good time, Mm -hmm you don't have the space to think about anything else. Like if there's something that is bothering you, that's on your mind, like you just, you just don't have, you know, like, cause your body is like having such a response to this cold that there's no room for that to come Mm -hmm. into your mind at that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, which is kind of wild too, to, I guess, experience that as well. So it's, it's just been a really, um, 
like I said, I don't want to say it's fun, but I would describe <laughs> it as fun. You know, sure. it's been a fun journey so yeah, far. Yeah. And all the things that I've gotten out of it that are far from, you know, the typical like health benefits that sure. we know that, mm-hmm. that come from it. Um, I would say those are like secondary, but mm-hmm. all the other like things that I've experienced and, you know, have yeah. been able to uh, go through myself have been really cool. So I'd say that's really my bucket. That's awesome. Lately. And I love that. I love that for so many levels, but I also like the point or that you made as far as like what you're, I would call like mentally digesting from life. Like you said, like social mm, media, the yeah. news and all of that. Um, Cause I read somebody posted not too long ago about like humans were not designed to pr- like to intercept all that information at such a fast pace. Oh, like yeah. we do today, yeah. like yeah. between everything being right there in your phone, you know, from news to social to every, like your phone dinging all the time with alerts and emails and messages and stuff like your brain literally doesn't know how to digest all of that at the speed that it's coming to us um, in these days. And so I've actually kind of made a conscious thought about that just recently. I'm like, how can I plug unplug as much as I can in any way I can, because you feel so much better. And all of a sudden your brain, like you actually have like you're not as tired, of course, and you know, like just even being on your phone, there's everything about blue light and keeping you up and messing right. with your circadian yeah. rhythms and all that stuff. But then it's just your brain has space to actually like think about other things that are a way more important than whatever's on social media and b just to, uh, to honestly to have quiet space, too. And right. I think so many people in society don't know how to be quiet with themselves. Right. And it's a very yeah. scary thing to do sometimes. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like. There's some people that literally don't know. I mean, if you think about like current college students have grown up with phone in their hand doing millions of things Mm -hmm. and like they don't know how to sit there and just be quiet or just to sit and have a conversation without technology leading Mm -hmm. it or something. So I really, I really like that, that that's like a thing for what you're, you and your family are trying to like consciously do because I think a lot of people would benefit from that. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've heard something similar about social media is the, mm-hmm. the amount of suffering and just um, just awful things that you could see mm-hmm. um, on social media in a day mm-hmm. or heard that is greater than what you would normally experience in regular life, right. like in a lifetime, yeah. right. which is wild yeah. oh, to gosh, be yeah. putting that into your body in a you single day. Every day. For multiple days in a row. Yeah. I mean, gosh. like, I'm guilty of it, too. And so, it's yeah. And, but when you put it in that perspective, it definitely makes me want to, like, throw my phone in the river. <laughs> and, like, go get, like, an old-school flip phone or something. Yeah. Right. Like, call me on my landline. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I have yeah. some friends here who are doing the flip phone. Yeah. yeah. Which... Uh, my husband would totally be on board. Yeah. He He's born in the wrong century. He should have been living in, like, the 1800s. Because yeah. he just hates technology. But, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. crazy. Yeah. Well, Chris, it's been so, so great to talk to you and get to know you and hear about just how you live life and mm-hmm. then more like just how you're also creating an impact through your company cleaner and the products you're making and making it easier for other people to make good choices about their life. Um, and obviously like such an inspiration too, with the incredible service that you did to our country and now helping veterans and hopefully just helping people, you know, put better things into their body and that's just to be commendable. So thank you for that and taking time to meet with us today. And, um, we're very grateful. Oh, happy to be here (laughs) and 
great to talk with you guys. Yeah. So before we go, we'd love to know where everyone can find you. Um, so social media, website, all that good stuff. Yeah. So our website is cleaner.com, which is K-L-E-N-R.com. And then social media, we're on all of the platforms, <laughs> which is like, as we were just, that, yeah, we're just yeah. like bashing social I media. But, Follow me uh, on Insta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're on all, all social media, mm-hmm. um, either at cleaner or at cleaner products, one okay. of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the website, um, yeah, all of the social media is, yeah. is linked. Perfect. Um, Perfect. And so. we'll link it all in the show notes too for everyone to just tap and follow. Yeah, some really cool stuff. Great gift ideas, people. Yes, need something. definitely. <laughs> everyone go there right now and get something for someone you love. <laughs> yes. So, well, thank you again, Chris. We really thank appreciate you your time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Gutsy Truth. We are so thankful to have you here with us, and we hope today's episode was helpful and inspiring. Until next time, we encourage you to learn more at thegutsytruth.com, and we'd really appreciate it if you left a review on today's episode on your podcast streaming platform of choice. If you are enjoying the podcast and want to support our mission to empower and inspire people everywhere, we would love for you to consider becoming a Patreon member. By supporting us on Patreon, you are helping us to continue to create valuable content and build a supportive community for listeners like you who are choosing to live a gutsy life. Visit thegutsytruth.com support to learn more. And until next time, that's the gutsy truth.